Hello everybody, this is Victor here from Trend Following Trading for Beginners and here's my weekly update on my sample trading portfolio coming up next. Hello everybody, happy Father's Day, happy Father's Day to all the dads in the world. And uh, just like everybody else, I'll be going out today with my children, my wife, to have some food. Even though there's lockdown, but most likely take away, but at least to celebrate something and sit in the park to enjoy some sunshine. Unfortunately, the weather here in Bath in UK is a bit you know, up and down, and uh, I'm hoping uh, get better next week. Anyway, back to the market. Uh, in general, it's not nothing much happened this last two three weeks now it's very much like a sideways trade and uh, last year i say the market's definitely a turn and this week's continue so show is uh, in the u.s anyway so so it's ugly head everything seems to be going sideways a bit uh except nasdaq still trying to attack the go back above the ten thousand mark and stay there it did that couple of days and see if next week can hold but the worst out of the three main major um, indices in U.S. is really the Dow Jones. It's really having problem break back above the twenty six thousand five hundred area, which is well above the uh, two hundred day moving average and the two ATR stop stop buy two ATR stop loss line. And uh, this is basically is a struggle. It's last week or so trying to break above it uh, and then come back down, break above it, come back down again. So um, as if you know some there's some. Uh, unseen hand or something big ceiling and pushing it down and it's it's not surprising basically for me really i mean people have been talking about a free ship recovery and it depends on what what you mean by free ship recovery and where you know in the general economy definitely now it's going to be a long haul l shape but the economy going back to free shape is is all because it's u.s fed induced and uh, mainly u.s feds but also uh, all the financial uh, services and regulators and you know, governments around the world pumping loads of money in, into the system because of the coronavirus things, helping people to stay in the job, pay company, you know, pay uh, some sort of you know stop top, stop gap payments uh, to keep people afloat, so to speak, for a couple of months. But how long can the government do? And also U.S. seems to be every time when there's a huge problem financial market-wise. I uh, just basically open his purse strings and uh, and basically just buy anything. So last couple of weeks we saw that the the Nas, uh, Dow Jones gone down a thousand point or something simply because uh, Jerome Powell came out and said um, the the economy go take some time to recover, you know, and uh, and it's not looking at the raise interest rate until twenty twenty two or something, and then the market tanked, and then the next couple of days later on they come back. I think uh, Friday week ago. Um, Basically, uh, come out and say, "Well, we go buy uh, bonds, not just any bonds, but any company bonds, including, you know, just just a notch above junks. I mean, it's more or less like you know, useless bonds, and um, and the market just suddenly rally. So basically, it's this the market is getting a signal from the U.S. Uh, feds to say, if the if anything goes wrong, I back you up. So uh, just continue to forces people to stay in the market and just flood the market with loads of money. Um, but, but the problem is the, the long term, the market have to reflect what the company actually making money or not. And then, you know, the price and you know, get market and price these uh, companies accordingly. But short term wise, uh, we got to, you know, uh, much 
a lot of money basically shot into the systems and by the US Fed and everything goes up. But long term wise, the one buffer say, you know, a weighing machine, that's what market is going to do. At the moment, so as I see, the market is not doing well simply because, you know, I, I mean, you guys probably go to your own town and city and you probably you know notice a lot of more people coming out than before but you know a lot of shops actually stay shut uh shops that is open have loads of queues because of social distancing and uh, a lot of things are quite slowed down and and uh, i'd be very surprised if any shops that's open with 50 percent capacity i think that would be great yeah 56 percent they can manage it but you'll be very slow how and because of a lot of shops are closed a lot of people still on uh, unemployment benefits around the world and governments pay you know stop gap payments uh, in uk here they do that as well as um, america and other parts of the world um how, how long can government hold it up and uh, the real economy people are not really spending they spend on food maybe it's just the uh, you know could be a gas just keep keep the house afloat it, a lot of it not even paying mortgages or rent and uh, there's just a uh, um a lot of hidden problems are having show up yet but the stock market just gone up in a fish ship and uh, uh, i think it's way above what what is normal i said before about a month or two ago i said the market is going to bounce and basically just bear market rebound just go make everybody think the good time is back and the bear market is on again uh, the bull market is gone again and the bear is gone that kind of stuff um but that's not the case and now we see the market basically gone sideways i'm really worried that as more uh, people or countries uh easing its lockdown people start to come out and see a lot of difference and of course a lot of people couldn't find jobs yet so unemployment rates still could be high the market just could reset its expectation again so this basically will cause us quite a bit of volatility wait in the next six months or so to until the the market sort of calm down and see the more relatively stable unemployment rate coming out uh, probably you know 10 15 percent is probably most known for around the, the western world and kind of thing western countries and uh, and then the market price still seen but at the moment i mean even from what i understand discuss and uh, research found is before the pandemic comes in before february I mean, the around the world basically is you know, pricing the perfect where everything continue, you know, hungry gory, everything go as is, as go, just go to the you know, continue upward trajectory for you know another another year or so. This ten years, uh, you know, probably twelve years, uh, bull markets continue. That's the people's mentality thinking. Then suddenly, uh, black swan event happens, you know, and then you know, this pandemic just knock the everybody's off its track, and then nobody's expect um, everybody follow what China does, you know, lockdown of a couple of uh, of mean cities, and then <laughs> and countrywide lockdown as well, and now slowly easing. Uh, but it still is not sending people around the world, you know, the U.S. Uh, the, to other countries, other countries in the U.S., for example, to airlines or the ships. And it's just like, it's it's just knock-on effect. I just don't see how the stock market can go. But like I said before, many times, trend following, we trade the price. We don't trade the emotion or trade economic fundamental reasons because people can go extremely high, extremely low both ways. And we effectively trading in the market is trading the emotion of people who are participating in the market. And uh, I'll go trade a computer.
other uh, trades also just exacerbate you know, to more extreme places. So uh, th- those are quite interesting, but as far as I'm concerned, the market is basically, it, it should point for a little break, and, and um, um, but that's just my personal opinion. Who cares about my opinions, right? The price, at the end of the day, is the market price that you make the decision and we make money out of there. Um, the other thing that really happened is uh, two things, of course. One is about a book from uh, John Bolton. Uh, and saying how, you know, just like other books about White House lately, and you know, how Donald Trump is a man of himself, man of mission, is do whatever he wants, and, uh, you know, just economics first about anything else, and uh, twisting people's arm, doing all sorts of things behind their back, and try to get himself reelected by, you know, pumping the market, so to speak, and the economy great again. And, and all, all sort of stuff and um, all this speculation that people in Asia especially thinking China have to back down because America is so strong so much better um, not just uh, um, military but number one also economics wise China is nowhere to be to to be you know even try to be number two it's going to be very difficult uh, and I don't try to overtake you know, US America but as far as I'm concerned a lot of this is just hot air I mean John Bolton's basically just show something else again that Donald Trump is a is a f- uh, cunning businessman this is not a usual politicians and it's not going to do his usual thing that US politics politicians would expect them he's just going to do one thing one thing alone the benefit for himself basically so I'm concerned and in that case where he's uh, re-election winning and also for the American economy so I mean for the country wise fair enough that's what you know the every president or uh, the head of state do for their own countries and basically everybody themselves everybody's only self-interest fair enough but to actually think another country would just back down simply because America got more money and more military muscles than the rest of the world I don't think so um uh, especially the China is not the old China that 200 years ago in the Qing dynasty when they are so uh weak and uh, in my view quite useless at the time and um, uh, everybody from around the world try to get a piece of China now China is you know number one in Southeast Asia trying to be number one in the world and it's not going to you know sit down and let America tell them what to do it's very much a we we production of a um, uh, Britain against uh, US in the old days 200 odd years ago and uh, I think that that's just um, same similar stuff. China is not going to back down. U.S. not going to let China uh, raise above its head. So there's probably going to be a fight, but the fight not hopefully not as guns and tanks and ships and airplanes, fighter planes and stuff. More like economics fight. So we just see how how things goes. And uh, John Bolton's box is just you know shows quite a lot how things are, you know, doing. Uh, Donald Trump's doing behind the scenes as well. You know, telling the world one thing said you know uh, how bad China is in the, in the behind the scenes using China to help him to to get re-elected that kind of thing which is, which is you know maybe it's just like you know any typical uh, cunning um, businessman will do and the other thing that, that really got to me is every time the, the other thing which I want to say is um, US keep on saying Huawei is bad you know they have you cannot the the software have uh, or the or the handset the equipment is so some sort of backdoor, and um and basically you know China can just you know basically force Huawei to pass its data over. Uh, I basically disagree with that totally because I'm in the telecom market myself. I mean I've said it before. I'm say I'm gonna say it again. I mean just you you say what 
what the I'm sure US have similar thing like the BT British Telecom in UK as well. Set up a telecom lab locally, you know, in a in a town, in a in a city or in whatever couple of buildings, just list through all the Huawei's equipment there the latest software and go through them, test them through them and check them, see if there are any, you know, sudden sending messages around the world, you know, back to you or, I mean somewhere nowhere else <laughs> they say you go to china somewhere or, or south asia some country somewhere for those kind of you know back back door communication they probably found that it's just not doing it they probably find most likely like i find quite to my surprise as well apple he um he follow through after that as well and uh samsung they send some messages back to a centralized database to unbreaking um, record you know just be uh, worried because people worry about the phone when they transfer especially apple for example it's a um, quite status thing it's quite expensive uh, samsung is not a similar the case well people might steal the handset so when the phone start activating itself knock onto the network whatever you us or uk they send the data back to a centralized database uh, europe or in in uh, in us and basically say okay i uh this phone is about to activate has it been you know been uh stolen so to speak and if not just let the uh, process continue and that is something that has been introduced by apple i never know about this until much much later when i was looking at network traffic and stuff um that's telecom mobile telecom network traffic and that happens spread around the world now not just apple is using it mpr is using it you know some you know, um some other handsets are using a samsung definitely using that kind of stuff so um those are the things that the company countries and uh, other companies should look for and secondly um, the other things that I totally disagree with, with the uh, the Huawei tobacco, how American come come and actually tell people is, it's not the network equipment that is causing the issue. They know about the leaks and stuff. They can monitor the network and then basically see only certain uh, machinery from another country or software after go through through you know the. Uh, very frequent testing and what they have done in UK before they let the, their own country uh, telecom company to use it. But the, the other thing they, they, they should also, they didn't even talk, talk about is something called security law. Every country has a security law, okay? That basically to stop, let's say, drug lords, you know, to buying and selling things and, uh, and the, let's say that the government get hold of certain numbers, you know, and then basically uh, um, listen to those phone calls and they you attract know, those, uh, you know, dangerous people or criminals who try to sell drugs or weaponry around the world or whatever, and listen to them and try to you know preempt and stop them that kind of thing. Um, that that is is security. That's every country have it, and by by law they have to go through the court and get the secu- uh, get a. Uh, warn or get get a court order or whatever to allow you know company uh, to allow the government or government entities to actually track let's say a uh, couple uh, people's phone let's say uh, been uh, so uh, 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 that kind of thing though those those kind of phones and stuff and see if there any of their uh, deputies are making phone calls and calling people and tracking those phone time phone uh, conversation and that is every country will do that so but they don't tell you you know uh, this is not not everybody talks about it much or, or nothing but every country has some sort of security and, and then we know on, on flip side of that is i mean to to quite extreme look at america remember edward Snowden. Remember, he's saying you know, how U.S. CIA, you know, whatever the U.S. government entity is, you know, listening to 
other people, not as not as a criminal in their own country, but also other other people in country and outside country. Yeah, famously listening to Andrew Merkel uh, doing a trade talk or conversation between U.S. and and, and Europe, um, and just try to find out what what the other side is actually doing, the tactics and stuff. You know, those kind of things. Somehow people forget about it. So keep on, American government, keep on telling the world, Chinese equipment operators are bad. They themselves are the worst one. Okay, they go around and listen to other people, and for some reason, the the what you call it, the uh, media just you know hush hush it up. You know, don't talk about it much. You know, a couple of days news and that's it. But U.S. keep on coming back and say Huawei is bad, Huawei is bad, Huawei is bad. Well, I really don't buy it. Uh, but then the 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 funny thing is, I think last week or so, yeah. The U.S. government said, oh, we will allow um, the rural area to continue to use Huawei equipment because, you know, the I don't know, whatever. The, they just basically keep on saying, uh, letting, letting China back in. But so what is it that U.S. wants? You know, if U.S. say Chinese equipment Huawei is dangerous, then don't let them come in. Whatever, you know, the system, how good they are. That's what the U.S. government should do. But why the hell then suddenly turn around and say, okay, let Huawei coming back in? So, so is Huawei is dangerous, so dangerous that America's government and some of the you know, senator, senators are saying, then don't let them come in. So why the hell do you let them come in? Just because price cheaper? The threat is still there if you, if what this, the, government's, the U.S. government says is correct. So why do you let it out to go back in the U.S.? So it's the end of the day for me, from a, from a, you know, from a nobody, basically looking from outside, just say, well, sort of down to something very similar, price, and also technology. I mean, two two things really. Um, well, two yeah, two two things. First of all, of course, uh, Huawei's pricing is is better. I mean, in UK, I I've seen it because in the telecom market, they actually do that also fixed line as well, and it's definitely cheaper. The technology, not some of them, not the very best, but on the handset and telecom wise, it is one of the best. And also, five G, they invest a lot of money in five G. And they got a lot of 5G patents around the world, in US and UK and around Europe and around the world as well. They own like half or 60% of all the 5G patents around the world that's been granted. And and for, you know, so even the 5G, they won't allow uh, Huawei handset or equipment coming into uh, US. Hiwa- um, US um, Manufacturer or European manufacturer, uh, so US as well, consumer have to pay because the license before using the patents, unless they go to reinvent the patents in other way, and reinvent the wheel in five G is more you know towards get towards US and European style that kind of thing. But that will set the whole European countries at US market back you know another maybe five years at least couple of years. And remember, Huawei has been. You know, um, as far as I'm concerned, in you, you, uh, UK anyway, quite competitive in pricing and been into the telecom market for a bit for a while now, uh, as well as on fixed line to actually get rid of the Huawei, replacing them um, to you know stop them uh, actually well, well replacing the equipment in all the operators cost billions. Now, would the operator actually pay for it? No. Will the um, the government UK, for example, or US pay for it? No. And so all this is just teach for tat. And uh, so overall, it's just very politics, you know, 
back um, back door going through, you know, probably saying how China is, how bad it is. But at the end of the day, they still use it because, you know, they don't want the U.S. don't want to get left behind. The other thing I think other countries are really, you know, l- listening to U.S. on that front, on technology front is they see how Donald Trump's come on uh, power. And then basically they go around the world. Uh, the U.S. Uh, uh, accord, I mean, uh, with the France, on on the on the on the weather kind of things, you know, come come out already. Don't already turn his back on it, and then also uh, um, upsetting Mexican as well as Canadians for the you know pre-agreement previously that was made, and then basically just turn the paper and then create a new one. Do the same thing with Europe and other partners, and basically uh, also Iran as well. So overall, the message from U.S. government, the current U.S. government, is I can do whatever I want. I can turn around and undo all the pre- his uh, their predecessor, previous U.S. administration have agreed with other countries. All the agreement can just torn apart. Depends on how Donald Trump feel, and it, that is how a head of state do business with other country, with other head of states. We really think other head of state would just listen and not, I mean, follow through. May maybe on the surface but the, be, be behind the scene they also want to have to do self-interest for themselves as well for their own countrymen and you know for their own country's interest they not just go listen to us and do whatever and um, so i think that's more come out of your service and then overall of course uh, <coughs> um, all this try to stop huawei coming in uh, into us or into the world is a bit uh, pathetic so i'm concerned i mean this is supposed to be capitalism right the best company wins right the one that with the best equipment the best pricing best you know customer service that kind of thing if you really think they are bad then don't use it don't just can say one minute say yeah, we don't use you because you're dangerous or from country that i don't like and then next minute, oh come back in but only limited you know uh uh entry you know only able to sp- uh, supply us on those things but what about this danger that you came on talking about if it's, if it's dangerous you don't let them in it's about a forest. Forest dangerous. You don't let them in. You want to kill them. You want to stop it. You know why suddenly let back in? It's it's very strange. I mean, as far as I'm uh, from uh, outside, I look at it. It's really really silly. And as far as I'm concerned, it's a lot of just dirty politics. Next is of course um, uh, very sadly. Uh, I think came out on Friday or something. There's a Robin Hood trader in the U.S. Uh, basically found out he owned seven hundred thirty grand on on the apps on the handset and then take his own life it's really really sad that this actually happened but uh, it shows up a couple more things is during the last i mean feb uh, march and april time when the crude oil suddenly gone down negative minus 37 dollars per barrel i mean i already said in my previous podcast that you know the u.s uh, regulator as well as the market maker in this case the, the crude oil wti you know make Basically, doing things, changing rules to try to you know hurt uh, other particip- participate people taking part in those places, in those trades, and especially um, in this case, it's just hurting their own retail investors. They hurt other people from around other countries as well, but basically just changing the rules, and um, then people still hasn't uh, learned from that mistakes and just piled into the stock market uh, the return invest in general from what i uh, research and see and understand is the a lot of people in especially younger generation the younger ones in us they 
okay, they might have a um, problem, you know, putting food on the table and stuff. But they, they because they're locked down, stay at home, watching Netflix all the time, they feel bored. And so they also want to make some make some money in general. So they use a lot of, you know, going to suddenly do day trading when they have hardly done anything before. Go on the internet. Robin Hood Traders is sort of, you know, good for... Um, uh, small trader investors, retail investors, because they break down the the the, the trade. Uh, basically, one Apple share you can break it down like ten percent or something. That kind of thing. They're very small packages and buy and sell those. So a lot of people with very little bit of money can participate in the market. Uh, but also because of the uh, this temporary uh, uh, unemployment money that coming in from from America government um, to give away every every everybody in U.S. more or less a working person. So a lot of people, younger generation, just use this money and try to make a quick buck on the internet, doing day trading, watching lots of YouTube, just follow those people. And then, uh, of course, sometimes, you know, some drastic things could happen because a lot of people might be over leveraged themselves who have very little experience before on this kind of thing and lose a lot of money. So there, there was uh, statistics, I think it's a Robinhood tracker or some, something to basically track how many people uh, new account log on to Robinhood or how many new investors in general retail investor um, have gone into the stock market and trade uh, uh, since March or something you know suddenly a major increase of account being open uh, at the same time when people are basically under lockdown stay at home watching Netflix you know cannot go out that kind of thing so people are going online doing day trading try to make money the small investor, retail investor, basically, they haven't got much money, but because of the numbers involved, they are become a force into the market and drive the market up. So this is part of that as well. It's not just U.S. fares, apparently. So it looks like the retail investors is also in the in the making. However, um, just like the crude oil debacle, uh, I'm very worried that retail investor in U.S. is going to get burnt because. Um, it's always the case of small potatoes, small people who have lack of experience, lack of education, training-wise, and also lack of emotional control. You know, they just want the quick money for looking the the market, stock market like a lottery, uh, like every shares like a lottery ticket and trying to make some very quick money. At the end of the day, they short term might probably win when the markets continue to go out with the Fed's go pumping lots of money coming in. And if you have another sudden turn around, like you know, a couple of weeks ago. Um, when the market gone down, you know, 1,800 points and let's say uh, um, February, end of February, early March, uh, debacle happens again and the market suddenly drops with the second wave of pandemic comes through, um, what happens then? They probably get killed, a lot of their account will get hurt and they don't even have money to put all this new young trader will not have money to survive basically and uh, that's really a worrying worrying market and this is also showing how how i feel feel the bear market that the bear market is when everybody else gone in especially you know people who don't normally go into stock markets and they got in and talk about it and making money the worst thing's making money that is a big warning sign just like the dot-com bubbles you know that happens so so this is another warning sign to tell me you know this is uh Bear market rebound, you know. Sudden, you have sudden large move of prices. You know, a proper bull market takes a long time. Okay, just look at the the last big drop in March, and then now this recovery. From February to March, it took like four weeks, three weeks to drawn down like ten thousand point U.S. down Jones, and it took the next six to eight weeks 
when Fed said, you know, pump money market money into the market to you know to for the stock market to recover more or less, you know, to down like ten percent or something. So you see the ferocity of bear market when something bad happens, everybody dumped the share. So it gone down very quickly. And when people stop buying shares, it's it's a relatively slower process. So when the big bad move comes out again, so to speak, and the market is full of small return investors, they're gonna get hurt. They would not be able to get out because the ego is in play and uh, they don't have a system and uh, they don't have emotional control. They don't have a really stop loss or good control of their own you know, stop loss level and get out, you know. Half a shirt is still better than no shirt, <laughs> okay, that kind of stuff. But they don't want to, they don't want to make the shirt back and then some more from the market, from the same stock. And I'm just worried that this is uh, just another sign to show you, you know, how the this this is not a, a general recovery of the economy, which we see already, and the stock market is totally the, this uh, joined between the actual real world and the stock market world. And then um, I just think, you know, there's just going to be some grey rhino coming through, and they just knock everyone on the sixes, and also we tell investors to lose the money. That aside, I also noticed, of course, the other thing this week is uh, China and U.S. some reason meeting again. Why the hell are they meeting when U.S. is keep on saying China is bad character, China is letting the virus uh, coming through, China this, China that, and Australia doing similar things they want to find original things, and then now the world knows that. There's like three strand. China got the emergence of the of the virus, coronavirus, and it looks like this time it's more imported um, from another country. So where does it come from? Nobody knows anymore. But everybody looking for somebody to blame, and everybody seems to point their fingers to China. So at this stage, especially that's the biggest the biggest chili in the U.S. Keep on saying, telling the world, and uh, the so-called Five Eyes um, keep on saying, you know, that U.S say China is bad, Australia follow through say China is really bad, um, and then you uh, UK say something similar, Europe sort of, you know, but you know, try to play a cool hand to say we need to find out where things are, um, uh, where things come from and so forth. And with this backdrop, why the hell US and China going to talk? You know, in, in Asia, the people are thinking China is backing down, uh, they have been uh, made to go and talk to America. Well, if that is the case, well, especially on Pompeo and Donald Trump, and that after the meeting on last Wednesday, they should have come out and say, "Oh, we forced China to do A or B and C, whatever." But nothing, not even news. It's all behind closed door. Nobody's really reporting it. And one thing, funny thing though, is uh, we all heard about. Um, the security law that uh, Hong Kong version of security law that uh, Hong Kong, China is trying to pass that, and a lot of country U.S. Uh, and Europe and UK is very vocal about it. Uh, suddenly, uh, after the meeting Wednesday, China um, basically started to be debate that to try to make that into law properly. You know, next couple of months or something. And previously, you know, the rest of the world came on jumping up and down, saying, "You do this, I'm going to, you know, to, um, put a uh, trade, you know, uh, tariff on you." Those kind of things, uh, special law against certain, you know, Chinese Hong Kong government members or something, blah blah blah. But China still seems to just continue. So I don't think this meeting was very fruitful. China is basically just continue. And why the hell America not want the world to know what the hell they're doing, especially given Donald Trump? When they got something nice, something that's in favor, he's got to blast it out. 
is just going to say something. Pompeo as well keep on saying how bad China is. If they got something, you know, that China backed down one way or another. They both these two characters should have come out, but they didn't. Everything hushed up. Everything really quiet. So as far as I'm concerned, it's more like this debating in Hong Kong at the moment. It's a lot of backdoor, uh, underhand, under the table kind of handshaking going on, and basically more like I think Donald Trump could could be doing this. This is just conspiracy. That's what I heard from internet and and rather what I read as well, books and stuff, news newsletters and stuff. Yes. Um, U.S. is asking China to continue buying uh, agricultural products and stuff, which is what is agreed to do anyway. So the all these uh, on the surface bakery tree, bakery um, arguments doesn't hurt that trade going through. And then you, you um, China basically got uh, some sort of note from U.S. to say, oh, when I go, I'm going to pass the Chinese uh, Hong Kong first your security law, and U.S. could just keep quiet. And I think that that might be, you know, actually happening. And I mean, this is just a guess, but you know, China should just continue. China already tell people around the world, especially America, to you know, to you know, mend, um, um, mind their own business, so to speak. And I totally agree to that. But then for China, after the meeting to Sunny, um, you know, I think sort of like you know, speeding up the the process of trying to pass or debate that law and trying to pass that Hong Kong security law is quite telling. And the U.S. didn't say anything, and so it's around the world didn't say anything. I suppose U.S. Um, doing this behind closed doors with China is, you know, didn't tell U.K. for example, Australia. But we'll, we'll see how it goes. But one one thing for sure, though, we've seen how Australia get punished. Either you like this term or not, but been trying to find out if China or less who and the other country medical staff or expert going to China and find out where the where the um, the pandemic, the COVID nineteen, actually comes from. Um, but China basically already said, you know, Australia, uh, um, being, you know, foreign U.S. government doing things and put a ban on the, on Australia beef on uh, agricultural products, and now, um, of course, the, the recent unfortunate event of you know George Floyd death and the Black Lives Move uh, movements around the world in Europe and Australia and um, because of the pandemic as well there was a lot more incidents in UK as well and of um, you know people um, are against the Chinese in so to speak you know going around the walking around the street and you get call names and and some of you are actually capture in, in in Australia you know on on on, on their own TV news you know some uh, Asian Chinese was being you know punished punched kicked you know and uh, uh, to be fair and honest I'm I'm from Hong Kong okay I'm Hong Kong Chinese it's well known Australia is quite racist for stop sorry Australian but they are they've quite you know sweep up and lives and say they're not racist in general they have this underlying tone very much like you know America as well it's underlying underneath it and a lot of um uh, or things are you know being covered up as far as I'm concerned and this pandemic basically just showed that you know unease under the surface coming up so again people are trying to get out of uh, to get the Chinese blame the Chinese you know find people to blame and this actually had happened and then it shows up on TV and stuff so China basically say well Australia is not safe to travel at this time because of the underlying you know, racism and also terrorist students 
and not when you go to Australia, be careful and think about it. And that, to me, is basically uh, China's flexing its muscle, using Australia as an example to say to the world, you know, don't stop messing with us. You mess with us. Well, you cannot have one, which is fair, you know. Mm. You cannot go to China and say, I like to trade with you, give me the money on this one. You know, you're a bad person, you're no good. Then you want to trade or not? You want to be a good trading partner or not? You know, there's problem both sides. Don't say China has got no problem or Australia got no problem or US or UK doesn't have problem. We all have problems. But all, I think, you know, trade, you know, trading our ideas, our food, our, you know, our, uh, and so forth, you know, the resources and stuff, you know, to make money that everybody happy and then try to work on the other typical issues slowly would be a better way than, you know, pointing fingers. China basically told the world, say, well, you want to do business or not? You want to poke at me at the other points and, you know, sorry, I poke back at you. Now China has been, especially the last three, four months, very much more focal, not get, not just against the U.S. government, but also to um, U.K. and Australia. And also to, uh, of course, and for, very unfortunate to Canadian as well. And um, I, I just see that, you know, politics-wise, China is not going to just take it. And already shown to the world last two three months, and uh, we just have to see how things goes. But as far as I'm concerned, this politics is just making the market a lot more volatile, and um, we never know how things are now. The market seems to be you know going up quite a lot, recovery a lot in the stock market anyway. Uh, but what what might happen? Who knows? And also the other thing is, it's more on the U.S. side, also in Hong Kong as well, like Alibaba and uh, JD.com, the one that create um, a drone, uh, no, um, that had one of the best drones as far as I'm concerned, drone machine. Um, it's basically having a second placing back in Hong Kong, in uh, Hong Kong market. And that is just basically is to preempt any Donald Trump sudden decision to say um, US pension funds or any funds in US not allowed to buy um, China-based company in America stock market. So they have a second listing in Hong Kong, that kind of stuff. So this is not going to stop. This got to, you know, continue. The big boys just continue to move. I think they got, you know, the, the story is they got a lot more people lining up to uh, do a second listing in Hong Kong and slowly just drive out or uh, getting out of the U.S. market just because in case Donald Trump suddenly use, um, you know, Alibaba, for example, as an example, to just say U.S. pension fund not allowed to buy Alibaba, his executive order. You know, it's not good for U.S. Uh, pension fund um, stock ma- stock industry, stock markets at all. And it's not good for China as well. So um, they just basically this, you know, Alibaba is moving. Uh, DJ, uh, JD.com is moved. Uh, so other countries, uh, other companies in uh, base in China is have a listing in U.S. probably going to move in uh, um, another listing into China into Hong Kong as well. So we just have to wait and see. Um, well, this this is basically what's happening last week. So a lot of things are actually happening, but a lot of it may not be have much to do with the stock market because stock market seems to define the 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 general census, you know, consensus, so to speak, and the economy is not doing well in around the world, but um, we are supposed this war money for American from around the world to go somewhere and just gone to the stock market, but what goes in very quickly can get out very quickly as well, so as far as I'm concerned, I smell and see some bad sign, that cloud's coming, but the price um, of the stock market still uh, 
well, sort of from last week have changed size, so to speak, the, the main indices and then the, some of the stock I'm tra- tracking. So I think in the next couple of weeks we will see that continuing and um, we just have to watch out. And uh, when you turn, when the market turns, you have to turn when your system tells you to. Don't marry to your um, trading position or whatever your profit is, you know, until your trade is being closed and the money gone into your bank account is still the market's money. But, you know, so be careful of uh, things suddenly turn around because geopolitics running around and um, we'll see how, how things go. Okay, so I think I've moaned enough. So the next is my normal uh, portfolio update. Okay, <coughs> first of the bad is, uh, of course, Apple. Short term is a sell like last week, medium and long term still buy. Amazon continue to find the the gravity, so to speak, uh, has been doing so last month or so now, I guess. Um, um, basically, buy across the board, so short term, medium term, and long term is a buy. Australian dollar against US dollar, uh, short term is a buy, long term is a buy, medium term is also a buy, so that's good. And um, Ben crude, short term is a buy, medium term is now buy too, last week, and long term is neutral. Similarly to crude oil, WTI, short term is a buy, medium term neutral, uh, long term is neutral. DAX in uh, Germany, short term is a sell since last week, medium term, and long, uh, medium term is a buy, long term now is a buy as well, so a little bit of change on the long term side. Dow Jones um, continue to be sell since last week, short term wise, medium and long term is also neutral. And um, FTSE 100. Um, basically, um, short term is a sell, medium term is a buy, long term is neutral. Gold, um, well, we've seen last Friday for some reason it's just gone up like um, up to 1750 or 1745 area, suddenly moving up from 1712, 1720. Um, so we just basically have to wait and see. It's quite funny though, the uh, US dollar index seems to recover a bit and gone back up to 97.50 or something like that from lowest I think just below 95 or something or 96 and um, it bounced back but um, the gold didn't seem to move much except you know, from, from Friday so I don't know what's going on but definitely um, gold at the moment is just going up and down at the moment so one minute is a buy next minute is a sale so short term wise, I mean gold has been a, it's a sell for this week, short term. Medium term is uh, neutral, long term is a buy. Um, Hang Seng Index in Hong Kong, short term is a sell this week. Um, medium and long term is neutral. So all this sideways trade in Hong Kong is happening, so just up and down and down, it's quite volatile. NASDAQ in US, um, long term um, is a buy, medium is a buy. Short term now is also changed to a buy as well. So short term has changed to a, a buy from sell last week. Well, uh, it's not surprising because NASDAQ really tried this as out of the three main major index I said earlier uh, at the start of the podcast. NASDAQ seems to be the best, try to stay above the 10,000 and um, try to break back above it. We just see how it goes. Uh, Nikkei in Japan, short term has changed from sell to buy. Medium and long term is a buy, so a slight change in there. Silver, um, well, it's a sell. Short term, medium term is neutral. Long term is a buy. US dollar against Japanese yen, sell for short term, medium long term is neutral. British pounds, um, sorry, 
No, I think I missed a mistake. So let's okay. The last one is Chinese yuan. Chinese yuan. So U.S. dollar against the Chinese yuan. Short term is a sell. Medium term and long term is a uh, is neutral at the moment. Okay. So next is U.S. dollar against Japanese yen. Short term is a sell. Medium term is neutral. Long term is a sell. British pounds against the Japanese yen. Short term is a sell. Medium term is neutral. Long term is a sell now. That's changed from last week from neutral to sell. Uh, British pound against U.S. dollar. Short term is a sell. Medium term is neutral. Long term is a sell. Bitcoin uh, haven't done much more like sideways trade. Still struggling. Go back above ten thousand mark. Uh, just like Nasdaq. Um, so, but it's still short term is a buy. Medium term is neutral. Long term is a buy. Um, the iShare twenty. Uh, the CFT track the bond market in U.S. Short term is still a buy. Medium term is neutral, long term is neutral. So from here, you probably see from it's a more like continuation from last week. It's quite a bit of short term have changed from buy to uh, to sell, and this week some more just changing to sell as well. Uh, the other worthy noting is uh, of course the British pounds is like you know, um, I think on Thursday said um, the the U.S. governor um, bank. Um, um, bank governor said he's got to you know do some more uh, purchasing of bonds and stuff. So basically that uh, kicked the British pounds down a bit, a notch, and so against other things gone down. So British pound is still weaker. But from as far as I'm concerned, out of out of everything in Europe, I think British pounds um, is struggling in the rest. But I think it went to recover quite quickly, especially um, this um, coming out of Europe. You know, um, should happen end of this year either way. And I think British wants its of its own more its own right to call its own shot on its own currencies as well as finance as well as uh, migration rules and stuff i think it will quickly bounce back but we just have to wait and see i mean this pandemic is hurting everybody um britain in uk uk basically is not any any difference get hurt um so we just have to wait and see the other thing that's quite of course is the bitcoin continuation not bring about ten thousand nasdaq's having a difficulties try to stay back about ten thousand try we we'll see how it goes this week and of course the down jones i really worry about down jones at the moment uh the 200 day moving average for me anyway for my long-term system is quite major and for my charting in general when i see um i price have problems staying be um breaking above the 200 page moving average or, or gone above there for about a week or two and then come back down again that's a major major no-no basically it's just lack of will you know um or the ceiling a 200 day moving average is a ceiling it's getting quite a strong for the market so down jones for me basically is a bit of a, a sticky uh situation at the moment so watch out guys and the other thing i think u.s dollars uh australian dollar against u.s dollars i don't know how people feel about the u.s dollar in it's still coming up. Uh, it's a lot of people in Asia, especially thinking US dollar will go down, especially all this money being printed. But everybody, so it does everybody else. Um, so who is who's basically print most and uh, basically gone to the dump first, and then which one rebound first and quickest? Uh, we've seen that happen in two thousand and eight. 
uh, when everybody around the world is printing loads of money, U.S. seems to recover quickest. So the U.S. dollar seems to come back up again, that kind of stuff. So we just have to wait and see how the U.S. dollar index is going to play out. But one thing I want to look watch out for is the Australian U.S. dollar. It might benefit from the you know reduction of uh of the U.S. dollar strength, but also it has problem. Of course, Australia having a spat well, politically as well as you know trade-wise with China, and um, that um, doesn't help them. Also, uh, Australia last year, and uh, this year, I believe, as well, the bushfire, you know, you try to recover uh, from the bushfire, which was very devastating as well as concerned. Then suddenly we have a pandemic that hurts everybody. Uh, okay, it doesn't affect them as much as the rest of the world, but it still affects them, because other trading partners are deeply affected. And now they're having its own you know, the version of trade spat with China. Hopefully that doesn't don't escalate. Otherwise, you know, Australian dollar could, you know, gone down a little bit, but, you know, background US dollar is really weak as well. I just wonder how, who is going to win out, you know, the Australian dollars against strength because of US dollars gone down or the US dollar, dollar gone down get weaker because of trading issues with China. We just have to wait and see, but it's quite interesting actually watching that. And the other thing I want to also say is, as people lock down, uh, we um, coming out from their perspective, cities and countries, you know, going around within their own border, uh, the quid oils continue, you know, could strengthen. So about 40 marks, about the same, 40, 45, those be the same as before the pandemic. That's what my guesses are. But let's see how it goes. The market seems to follow the uh, creating the long-term trend and still up. Uh, short term wise anyway uh, so we just have to wait and see on those stuff and uh, the other thing I need to uh, maybe be too early but at least something I, as part of my uh, six months uh, review of my trade I'm sort of looking at that now from last week onwards just slowly just building it up one thing I see that okay the world might not like air traveling in the moment Airbnb totally tanked at the IPO and um, that affected my uh, you know buy uh, buy to let as well renting out to students a lot of students are not going back into the school they go online university students are affected and especially university nowadays um, uh, a lot of countries are not basically supplementing it uh, with the, um, um, government grant so to speak and uh, a lot of universities especially in the US become a sort of like a, like a market on its own to basically attract foreign students and you know, likely for the last five years or so mainly is with China. But the, with the air traveling lockdown and might not start until later in the year, I think the education uh, side of things for a lot of universities is going to be quite affected for this coming academic year in September and October. But over the long term, I see the next you know six months or so, this is going to play out on this bit. Uh, but then I think later on, hopefully, by then, maybe in the next 12 months or so, we've got some sort of vaccine going on and start to be mass-produced and available and people um, having, you know, uh, countries-wise, around the world, better testing, there's some sort of, you know, vaccines available, some sort of treatment for this COVID-19, and then people will start coming out. So I think, you know, for long-term economics-wise, uh, it's not trend-following, but it's fundamental, hopefully, trend, which catch up later on, is that uh, 
air travel will come back up again and then the crude oil has gone up so something worthwhile to watch well next six months just just watch it basically the crude oil the travel industry and then the hotels you know those kind of things just just go in and see there will be quite a lot of uh, going to be a lot of a uh, consolidation as far as concerned um, but those one that survives and with the stock that's gone down a lot very very quiet and um, moving forward I think you know uh, watch out in those stocks and um, they are likely for fundamentalists anyway uh, for pension funds and stuff good things to pick up um, for for better recovery chances I'm sure I mean students who still need to be you know going around the world studying might not go to US might go to um Europe more, or uh, Britain may, maybe as well, or Southeast Asia. Um, you know, traveling, people might travel a lot more. China is still a big hub for traveling internally as well as externally. Uh, you might have a spat with your neighbor because COVID-19, but, you know, people getting more money, richer, definitely. You know, they come a bit more traveling and looking around a bit more. So I think traveling, um, it might be in the dump at the moment. Okay, but I think it has its potential, and just basically watch out. Those those ones survived um, this basic COVID nineteen and that bit of trade war. Uh, we just have to uh, will be the be- better better one um, that come out of it. Um, we just have to watch out, and then the hotel chain as well. They definitely hurting at the moment, and and we will just see how it goes. I'm not sure about gambling though. On the other side, gambling is something that might work or might not work. So we just have to wait and see. So this is just my two cents worth of the update and I will talk to you next week. Bye for now.